Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Shut up and sit down. person because I don't have tea. I didn't feed my dogs. I forgot what time it was. You guys are lucky you're not listening to dead air. That's me feeding my dogs if you were interested in knowing that. And You want to be on the live internet because you just. <laughs> they can't see you shaking your ass. Do you want to say hello to my minions? Say hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. I'll let you go. Anyways, I don't have any tea, as I was saying. Damn it, and we don't have any ice. My fucking tea is hot. It's just, good Lord, the shit I got to put up with. (laughs) That was me, okay. Sorry about that, okay. Craziness. It's been a day, it's been a day, and... Blog talk changed the way um, the shit looks, and it's just been, yeah, that actually wasn't what he was shaking, but (laughs) he wasn't actually shaking his ass. He was shaking something else, Um, and uh, anyways, I don't have any fucking tea. It's just, you know... Because somebody didn't call me earlier and remind me what day it was. I didn't even actually know it was Friday until around 5 o'clock this afternoon. I have a fucking fork. I made a coffee cake today. Well, actually, what I did was I made a spice cake and treated it like a coffee cake. Where I put like a coffee crumb on top, you know, the brown sugar crumb on top. And then I did um, an icing. Yeah. Tonight's topic is soulmate bonds in reference to our challenge for rough trade. And I would like to address an email I got earlier in the week that I pretty much ignored. And I haven't really um, talked about it or anything. But, um, okay, here's the thing. I got an email earlier in the week because... Somebody's a little butt hurt about how I'm handling the rough trade site. Now here's the thing, straight up. It's mine 
That's my shit. I pay for it. I do all the work. I moderate it. I designed it. I host it. I don't give a shit if you don't like it. You don't have to go there and read. You don't have to be a member, and you don't have to participate. So if you don't like the way I'm running it, just forget it exists. That will make you feel better, because I'm not going to change a fucking thing about it. And if I want to do challenges, writing themes on my own goddamn website, I will. And again, there ain't shit you can do about it. So you can... Fuck right off. I mean that. Just fuck right off. And I ran around in this heat and took my own breath away. I can get, you know, the heat kills me and it rained today. It's muggy. Just running around. I should live somewhere tropical. Like, I don't know, um... But there couldn't be a whole lot of flour because I'm allergic to them, too. Uh, not, like, super allergic, like, kill me allergic, but, like, stuff my nose up and I can't breathe allergic. Anyways, fun fact about albuterol. If you're going to have surgery, operation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and you're going to be knocked unconscious, you're going to receive anesthesia, be careful about using albuterol before your procedure and inform your anesthesiologist that you've used albuterol because albuterol will counteract anesthesia. And the last four times I've gone under, I woke up during a procedure because of albuterol. Because for some fucking reason, I keep scheduling them during the summer when it's hot and I use my goddamn inhaler so much. I don't know. I could be a little crazy. So anyways, about Rough Trade. Yeah, I woke up during a biopsy. Yeah, that was fantastic for everybody involved. Yeah, great. Okay, anyways, Rough Trade. The email was basically a complaint because one, my site, Rough Trades members only, and two, um, it's not an archive site, and three, the structured challenges upset people. They didn't say which people. I think they might have just meant themselves. I don't know. But here's the thing. You're not required to participate in Rough Trade. You don't got to do it. So if you don't want to participate in the challenge and you don't find the theme interesting, you don't got to participate. Really. Really. And I didn't respond to this comment form, mostly because I was pretty sure the email was fake because people are always pussies. I have never once actually posted anybody's email or real name on my live journal. I've never said it out loud. I don't even tell lady holder the names of these people. So you don't have to use a fake email address to email me and bitch at me. I'm not going to tell anybody who you are anyway, mostly because I don't give a shit who you are. And second, because, you know, you don't have to agree with me and 
you won't get banned for not agreeing with me. You won't get banned for not liking me. You won't get banned if I don't like you. There are people on my Facebook who piss me off. They're my friends on my Facebook. They piss me off. There are people who comment on my site who piss me off. I haven't banned any of them. There is there are people who participate in rough trade that I'm not particularly fond of. They do things I don't like. They do they write subjects that and piss that piss me off. I don't ban them. You know what will get you banned from rough trade and banned from my site and unfriended on Facebook? If you are an asshole and you abuse somebody in my space. You can say whatever the fuck you want on your Facebook, but if you get on my Facebook and abuse somebody, I'm going to unfriend you. And if you get in Minion Headquarters in Facebook in Facebook, and you abuse somebody, I'm going to throw you out of the group. And if you're a fucking asshole on Rough Trade and you leave nasty comments on people's stuff, I'm going to kick you off Rough Trade. That That's what gets you kicked off Rough Trade. You don't have to like me to be a member and to participate. And you don't have to try to please me or, or anything like that because I don't give a shit. But if you abuse somebody, you're going to lose your privileges with me. And and that's the bottom line. So you don't have to like what I do. You don't have to like what I say. You don't have to like my theme or my challenge rules. You don't have to like any of it. I don't care. <clears throat> now that I've rambled on like a crazy person and bitched a little bit, I have a confession. I was logged into my professional Facebook about 20 minutes before the radio show came on, and I almost posted my radio show on my professional Facebook. (sighs) I mean, I had the links in it, in the box, and I only had to hit send, and then I realized what I was doing, mostly because my sister sent me a private message which she can't do on Kira. And that's when I realized I was on the wrong Facebook. And that threw me off my game, which is why the first part of the show was so crazy, Um, because I was literally completely and totally off my game. So, sorry. Anyways. It would have just been a thing, you know. I know that eventually it's going to happen, it's going to happen, um, and I'll deal with it when it does, but I don't actually want to, um, um, I don't want to bring it on sooner than it's going to happen, but it's but it's eventually going to happen, you know, it's eventually going to, to come out, you can't keep a secret forever, um, I can't say I'm going to be happy <laughs> when that comes out, <laughs> um, Someone in the chat room is having a hard time with their font change. Maybe you could try uh, launching and uh, like refreshing the page or closing your browser out completely and starting over again. I don't know. 
anyways, <clears throat> rough trade. Our our theme for November is going to be soulmate bonds, good, bad, evil, friendship. There's there's no structure required on what the soulmate bond does or how it works or what it or what it doesn't do. It's just you have to dis- you have to include a soulmate bond and deal with the implications of that bond on your characters for good or ill. That's it. There's no I mean it doesn't have to be a romance. It doesn't have to be have a happily ever after. It's just soulmate bonds. You can write 50,000 words of sex if you want to. Marley. Marley just says, I, I people ask me who was your real pen name and I said Simone I can't say the rest of that. Um and never cross paths with her again. I don't I don't get it, but okay. Yeah, lie your asses off. Next time somebody asks you who what what my pen name is, just just pull something out of your ass. Just and I'll just hope that you don't actually guess the right one. Right, we'll just go with that. Um Holly go lightly. There we go. Holly Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. I like that one the best. Pussy Galore is now my pen name. There you go. Now we all know. 50K is our goal for November. Um, that is the minimum word count for November. That is the national standard um, for National Novel Writing Month as participated in on the Nano site. And you can participate on the Nano site and on Rough Trade at the same time. And we can do our little word counts on Nano. Um, and it'll be fun. I was considering trying to start a nano group, but then I realized I have a whole bunch of work to do already, so I'm not going to encou- I'm not going to um, court more. So fuck that. Anyways, <clears throat> sorry. Oh, Simone's a French writer. Is she good? I hope so. Um. Stephen King in a dress. I still want to go with Pussy Galore. Right. Okay. So, if you're worried about 50K and you participated in the boot camp, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You already have the skills to write 50K in November. Because, basically, you wrote 10K in a week, which means you can write 50K in a month. It's that simple. If you break it down, there are 30 days in November. It's roughly 1,700 words a day. You wrote, when you did July, you did 10K in a week. Some of you did 25K in a week, just to put that out there. You wrote 1,400 words a day on average during rough trade. You did 20K total. On, you know, or some of us did 30. Okay, I'll admit that. I busted a – I managed to hit the Stargate um, – Maximum word count, I busted a groove over Harry Potter, um, hit 20-something, and I wasn't the only one. A lot of us did it. Harry Potter's a huge fandom. It's got a big canon, and it's difficult to 
write a complete story. Boom. So we didn't do that. <laughs> Some of you did, and it was awesome. But if you wrote 10K in a week in July, you can write 50K in November. I I promise you can do that. It's um it's not as it's not as scary as you think. And you only have to answer to yourself when it comes right down to it. And if you don't make it, it'll be okay. It really will. It'll be perfectly fine. Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. But if you can write your 50 in a month, you will meet the challenge of the National Novel Writing Month, and it will be fantastic. So the minimum word count is 50. There is no maximum. Um, just boom. Uh, you know, I'm still working on my nano from last year, which was the unspeakable plot, and I'm upwards of 200k right now on that story. So um, I don't have any, um, I don't have any words of wisdom <laughs> on that particular subject. So if you're writing in Harry Potter and you can tell a whole story in 50k, good job, great, fantastic. I'm going to do Avengers. It's going to be Steve and Tony. I'm very excited. I already have my plot. I've I've plotted for 50, which means it's probably going to be 100. I'm uh, you know I'm going to be perfectly honest there. I uh, have all my plot points. I've developed a plan for writing. Um, my goal. They're they're basically uh, it's 30 days. So 30 divided by 7, uh, I think we have four and a half weeks, basically, to write 50K. Mm. It's four weeks and some change, basically. So um, what it boils down to is you want to create your plan and each week have goals. Don't. Focus on your big goal for the end of the month. If we have basically four weeks to write, basically, let's let's, let's break it down that way, okay? So four weeks, and you have 50K. Your goal for each week is 12,500 words, okay? That's your goal for the week. So... Entering into your first week of rough trade, your goal is 12,500 words. Pick out the plot points you're going to work with during that week. Concentrate on those. Don't worry about your big number. On week two, you're going to push out 12,000 more words. Don't think about your big number. When you, If you make yourself small goals, it will be really 
it will be easier to focus and not get nervous or freaked out about the big number that you've got ahead of you. And like I said, if you don't make it, it's perfectly okay. There's no shame in trying and failing. So and I learn a lot when I fail. I learn a lot when I succeed, and I learn a lot about my craft every time I write. And that's your goal at Rough Trade, to learn about yourself, to figure out what parts of your craft are working for you, which parts of your craft are not working for you. It's 1,700 words a day, basically 12,000 words a week. You can totally do this. I've got a couple of callers on the line And I would like to remind everybody that your fellow writers are not there to entertain you during the month of November. Are you listening? It's not her job to bring you stuff and feed you and take care of you and entertain you when you can't write. Okay. Um, And vice versa. So if your friends kind of disappear on you on Facebook, don't trip out. Everybody's just doing their thing. You know, don't try to encourage your fellow writers to to procrastinate. No procrastination. So, okay. Hello, Lady Holder. Hello. Hello, darling. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How about you? Uh they changed my damn dashboard on Blog Talk. I don't even know how I feel about it. It all looks weird and shit. I mean, you know I hate change. I know. Anyways, um, I worked my ass off today, and I can't tell you what I was doing, but I worked my ass off. Well, I can I tell you later, you but doing. I can't Same tell you now. Same thing you were doing last night? Yeah. Same thing you were doing yes, last night? Yes, okay, I worked cool. my butt off. Oh. I totally did. I worked my ass off. Um, I sent like 50 emails today. It was craziness. What Uh is your goal for Rough Trade? To actually make it to 50,000 words this time? (laughs) Um, What's your story? My story is actually going to be a continuation of my July um, story with uh, the the, um, Stargate one, you know, where um, Ionis is he sat down in the chair and that's where we leave him. And what popped into my head as I was thinking about what to do for, if I was going to do anything for rough trade was a scene where everybody remembers the pilot of Stargate uh, Atlantis, where at the very end after, you know, they, uh, John sat in the chair and, and, you know, let everybody, every scientist on, on the base on fire they they want you know get their grubby paws on him and his gene and hey you're going to stay here. Um, he gets back into the helicopter and takes off with you know Jack O'Neill to um, McMurdo, and Jack O'Neill is very succinct in how he offers him a chance to go to Atlantis. Well, what I, what mine is is not so much the you know the whole comment of you know I if, if I think anybody who doesn't want to go to, through the Stargate is crazy. Um, it's more of a, I, re, I know who you are. I remember you. Because Jack's had that damn head sucker library of ancients sucked into his head twice. So the Asgard didn't quite fix all the connections. 
it's still there. And so I want him to remember, you know, um, Annis. I want him to remember who this guy was and what he did, and even better, what he looked like. And so he's going to look at him and go, the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) You know, I know who you are. Why are you doing this? You know, and John look at him and go, it's my job. And get back to, <laughs> yeah, and you know it's. It, I think part of it is this overwhelming urge to fix the fuck up of those first two episodes, because I know, right? You saw people walking through the gate with nothing in their hands but their backpacks, and they didn't have enough crap. There's, I mean, a hundred and two hundred people, and they weren't, you know, basically. You know, sending a train of shit through the gate to to make sure they stayed alive. They had no clue what was on the other side. You know, people can't live off of sunshine, rainbows, and science. It just doesn't work that way. Oh, but if it did. But no, you're right, though. They they did literally walk through the gate empty-handed. They each should have had, like, a crate in their hand and a backpack. (laughs) A serious backpack. Not like that shit they actually did use, but like those... those, Uh those big executive the, the ones, backpacks that you, you use for backpacking in the Antarctica. I, I was actually <laughs> more, wherever, you know, just I was I was more thinking the the the, um, the, the guys who go up and down uh, Mount Everest, the, you know, the ones where the backpack exactly. is over their head and it hits their knees, you know, and it's just a little bit broader than they are, and and you know, it's about three feet thick, and basically you're you're wondering how they're walking, you know, and the object of the game is everybody's got their 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 backpack sitting on the floor and you know as soon as they say you know you know we've got a live gate we can go through fuck the talking walk through the damn gate have pallets of shit being shoved through with people as soon as the last body is through you know the guys over on star at stargate command are you know it's it's a um a line of people just throwing stuff through you know and it's nice until the very last second until, you know, until three seconds before the end when they throw the champagne bottle or roll the champagne bottle through and you're done, you know? And at that point you've used the full 32, was it? No, it's it's 32 minutes, right? Um, You use that full window there and or it's 28 minutes. I don't remember which one. Oh, it's 38 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. 38. Yeah. You use that full, 38 minutes to basically it's your, I mean, to quote Gene Roddenberry, it's your wagon train to the stars. The problem is you got no wagon. Okay. So your wagon is a big ancient donut that you've got to shove shit through. And so what's going to happen with this, as far as I'm concerned, is you've got John going, look, I know what we left behind on Atlantis, which is dick, (laughs) you know, and He's talking to, to Jack, who is not telling Elizabeth, all right, because she's got her head so far up into the, the ancients, or, ancients or saints, and Sumner is being his normal, charming self. You know, it's going to be an interesting... You know. I think one of the biggest mistakes is Sumner. Oh, God. Y- okay, um, if you have to, if you have to send a Marine... 
Uh-huh. Do you really send one who has so little interest and in va- who places so little value on science? Uh-huh. And diplomacy? I mean, for fuck's sake, he goes through the gate and... And basically puts a gun in a kid's face. Smart. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. He he is a blunt instrument, and he had no business being the first one um, through the gate, number one. And he just, it was just, he was not the right choice. But I think they wrote it that way so that you'd be so relieved when he gets killed. Well, you know, having somebody die like that is always a good thing in the first because it gives you dramatic, you know, um, tension and all. And that's what they were going for, to hell with the fact that, you know, there was any... Um, any military member seeing that look at the guy and go, right, you know, because he's not the he's not the good guy or the the right guy for the job. He wouldn't. There's no bend in the man, okay, and which I find really weird, given that he is a marine, and if he had been in any of the various conflicts, he ha- it, it it just doesn't ring true. So. Um, there was a comment in um, chat about a um, a story that that uh, did much the same. It's the city on the edge of forever by Sindak um, uh, Chicker. I don't remember how to pronounce that. Mm. And there's a link in there. Uh, Claire Watson put it up. So there, it's whole, this whole thing has been discussed before. I adore the whole thing because. I like to fix it of, you know, I've actually got a brain type thing, you know. And the the bringing of livestock or, you know, um, hell, chickens, ducks, turkeys. I can see know. why they didn't bring livestock. Because if you bring livestock, you've got to bring stuff to feed them with. They have no idea what they're walking into. They have no idea what kind of facilities they're going to have or if they're going to have access to land. I can see not bringing livestock. I don't see not bringing crops Oh, and the ability it to. Take, it doesn't take that much um, uh, room to bring enough to have a very decent um, garden. All right? Exactly. And, and they, it, it could have been, you know, anyways, anyways. So you're going to write a sequel to your July project? And it's not, pardon? You're going to write a sequel to your July project? Yeah, I'm going to write a sequel to my July project. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm dead. What the hell, might as well. Uh-huh. Okay, we have another caller. Shh. Go for it. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you stay on the line, but you guys. Uh huh. <laughs> so we can't. I'll be talking at once. Yeah. Right. Good luck. You're on the air with Kira and Lady Holder. <laughs> she can't even. Talk. You can't even shush for like a second. <laughs> she doesn't Hello? need to shush. This is Jilly. <laughs> Hi, Jilly. Hi. So I, I forgot it was she didn't last too. like she didn't last like fifteen seconds. So like <laughs> <laughs> So Jilly, what are you doing for Rough Trade? Uh well if I get over my anxiety attack about it, I'm gonna do another Harry Potter. Um but if I don't, 
I'm going to use the title that I submitted that applies to a Harry Potter story and slip in an NCIS story that makes no sense to the title. Because <laughs> okay. the title you start up with is the title you're stuck with. That's right, and I'm stuck with my now, titles, even though it makes no sense. <laughs> people have asked me about this, and I'm going to tell you why. I have to prep categories in advance of you sign- of you starting your first day of story. So by the time sign-ups are finished on the 30th of this month, I'll be cleaning off rough trade. I'll be setting up the, cra- the, the categories and the um, tags for your story going into – uh, November. So if you change, if, so if I let one of you change, all of you will want to change. Oh, I'd never. Uh, during rough trade, we had no. We had like ninety. We had, uh, we had like we had a ridiculous amount of stories in July. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even know how many it was. Sixty-eight. And the category, 58, 68? 68, because it was almost 69, but we had that one person who yeah. dropped out at the last minute. We thought that was mm-hmm. a perfect minion number, and then one person dropped out. Yeah, but we don't hold it against you, whoever that was. <laughs> we don't. Mm-hmm. We, we really, really don't. A little bit. There's a little bit of resentment. But I don't remember who it was, so it isn't like I actively resent you. I just actively resent your activity. <laughs> so if you do Harry Potter, what Harry Potter are you going to do? Um, the problem with the uh, um, the Harry Potter is it's got the more world building than anything I've ever written, and it mm-hmm. it's a little bit um, daunting. But it's probably going to be Harry Draco. Yeah, huge. So it's probably going to be Harry Draco. But the issue is is that Harry facilitates. The will of magic by bringing back soulmates to the um, wizarding world. So nobody knows mm-hmm. who their soulmates are, and he brings back um, this magic, this magical artifact. And the reason, and it, it, I'm going down that trope line about magic is at, at risk of being destroyed because they've been ignoring the will of magic, kind of thing. Um, well, I love that trope. I love it too. We know you love that trope. And I'm going I'm, I'm to position it. Uh, I, I'm walking some fine lines because I'm positioning it in uh, Harry's fourth year because I want to do the big fix it where, you know, Sirius gets to survive and. Of course, you oh, everybody does. There's like it's like yeah. a staple. You save Sirius. Yeah. Harry goes shopping. Yes, they will oh, be God, shopping. Harry goes shopping. There will be shopping because <laughs> he needs stuff. Well, yeah, that'll be really fun. Yeah, and at 15, he's a decent age, so, you know, not quite as, as childlike as he could be. Yeah, I, I sent Kara a brain-breaking question because I have to decide how, how physically old Harry is in the story. <laughs> and, Uh-oh. Uh, yes. Yeah, he, yes. I, I broke her brain on that one um, because um, he, he basically is off in another dimension for 10 years, and I have oh. to make a decision before I start writing if Harry physically ages or not. While he's gone. Oh, that would go over. That would make. Uh, mm, yeah, I so think I, I just a, a little bit around the edges too. I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany. You did. Did they hurt? I, I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how Harry gets to this other dimension. But is it possible he doesn't go alone? Oh, he's not alone. 
definitely Good. not. But he's not with his soulmate. But, I mean, so. if the person, oh, see, see. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's something to think about. And then it doesn't matter how old they look or are. If they had the same magical circumstances. Mm. One problem I have with time travel fic, which is why in my both of my time travels, the one with Harry and Draco and the one with mm-hmm. Harry and Hermione, they both come back together. So one of them isn't drastically mentally and emotionally older than the other one. Yeah, that's a good thing because otherwise it's just you start getting into the me out territory. When Harry goes back in time and he's eleven, but he's like fifty, and he's eleven. He's mm-hmm. 50, fifty years old in an eleven-year-old body, and he's. Getting romantic with Hermione or Draco or Ron, whoever, you know, and he's yeah. 50, okay? It, it, it really creeps me out. It really creeps and, me out. And that was, I couldn't, you know, and you may have solved my problem just in this brief discussion because I've been trying to figure out, well, if I age him physically, that's creepy. If I don't age mm-hmm. him physically, that's creepy. So <laughs> which way to swing this? Which way do we go? And that's why... I made um, Neville send Harry and Draco back together, and why, in unspeakable mm-hmm. plot, Harry and Hermione go back as part of a group, and all these adults go back, and they're they're all moving back into their bodies, but they're but they're the ones that went into children's bodies, and everybody's having to adjust and deal with that, and but they're dealing with it together, so one of them isn't drastically mm-hmm. older than the other, and it's because like, cause like you said, that can be creepy. <clears throat> yeah, incredibly creepy. Yeah, my question to Kara was very straight. You know, if if he ages physically and he physically looks older and he's mentally older, but he re- comes back at the same moment he left. So there's no gap in the in the real world of uh, how mm-hmm. old is he because on paper he's still 14. <laughs> so, it was And that uh, does yeah. Cuz you know, also you have to recognize that all the adults in his life like I, well, I told Julie in her in, in the email I sent back to her, they've not had the experience of of him growing up. Mhm. You know, one second he's fourteen and the next he looks twenty four, and That'll there's that well. emotional disconnect that he's going to have to deal with. <clears throat> so you know, it's a question. Mhm. Yeah. But I think I think I think I've got I think I know which way I'm going to swing it now so that it's not mm-hmm. um, appallingly creepy or hopefully not creepy at all. Uh, but we'll I I have to figure out how to structure the warnings on it. <laughs> um, Please do, Jilly. Jenna asked me to, to comment that apparently you are an evil plot bunny feeding uh, wench. She wanted me to make sure that I let you know this. I said, I said, I said, evil plot bunnies, or I'm an evil plot bunny feeder. No, you're an evil plot bunny feeder. I'm an evil plot bunny feeder. I thought, oh, okay. I thought I was making evil plot bunnies. Um, 
Well, you know, those are helpful, both. too. Both. Both. Uh-huh. So I'm evil yeah. and the bunnies are evil. Score. It's like yes. evil squared. Yeah. Hey, mine as well. <laughs> Go for broke. I'll have to figure out how I. I'll have to ping her and find out how I how I how I. Uh, whatever plot bunny uh, unleash you fed my her, evilness. Yes, whatever plot bunny you fed her apparently changed her story. So she she's just all sorts of happy with you. I have an issue. My um, I had a notebook that I was using to kind of keep track of the radio show, like phone numbers and stuff. So I would know who was uh-huh. calling in and shit like that. And I've totally lost it. Anyways, it's really annoying. Oh, that's just, um, that's just I'm going to do uh, Avengers. And instead of Soulmate, I want to do that Soulmate Mark stuff that's really kind of going mm-hmm. around as a trope. I, I, I think it's really interesting. But I want to do it in such a way that it's Thor's fault. <laughs> what happens is, is that the first time Thor is on Earth, when he reclaims his godliness and gets his hammer back, he releases soulmate magic <laughs> on Earth by accident. Is, is this like then he leaves getting her groove back? And everybody has to fucking deal with it after he goes. He's like he busts a move back to Asgard, and he's unleashed soulmate magic on the whole planet. Mm-hmm. So by the time he comes back for Avengers, um, they've been dealing with this for a while, and they're like, oh, fuck you, man. I can't <laughs> look what you did to us. And then you just left, asshole. You just left. You know, and so mm-hmm. um, t- and what happens is is you don't get your soulmate mark until you touch your soulmate. So Tony has been going around wearing a pair of gloves and not letting anybody touch him and don't hand me things. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was my first thought is you're going to have this divide. You're going to have the people who are all of a sudden running around touching everyone, and then you're going to have the people who are like, don't ever touch me again. And Tony spends six months in his armor to avoid anybody touching him. Right. (laughs) And so – they end up on the helicarrier, and they're all arguing and fussing, and there's a moment in Avengers where they stumble, and Steve and Tony connect physically mm-hmm. in the movie. Like It's, it's really brief. Mm. I, think, I, I think Steve catches Tony and, and tells him to get in his armor, and this is in the middle of their argument. Oh, yeah. you know, he, and so um, they both feel it. I remember that scene. They separate, go about their business, and save the day. And then, okay, so... Only they know about it, and then somebody at S.H.I.E.L.D. realizes that Captain America has Tony's arc reactor on his wrist. Mm-hmm. And S.H.I.E.L.D. decides to protect Steve's virtue. <laughs> oh, Jesus. By chaperoning him and, not let, and, not, and, and separating him from Tony. And finally, you know, Steve's like, dudes, you do realize he's my soulmate, right? My other half. What makes you think I'm not as big a whore as he is? <laughs> you know, because that's what they're mm-hmm. always saying. Oh, you know, Steve's so innocent. And um, the, the thing is, is if he is Tony's soulmate, he is just as bad as Tony. Period. Mm-hmm. Across the board. So yes, Shield's gonna cock block Captain America for a while. 
and Tony's going to get a lawyer, and it'll be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and, it, and it's going to be all Thor's fault. Uh-huh. Is that going to be the title, It's All yeah. Thor's Fault? Um, I actually went with Wear Your Heart on Your Sleeve. Oh, that's I like that. With your heart on your sleeve. With your heart on your sleeve. And so, um, literally. And so, uh, the day after the the battle, Tony wakes mm-hmm. up with Captain America's shield on his wrist and freaks the fuck out. But at least he's caught. <laughs> <laughs> he spent six months in his shield, in his armor, and he still managed to get a soulmate. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's gonna be all Thor's fault. He's gonna be like, I didn't know. I, I didn't. What, what do you mean? I didn't know. Anyway, uh-huh. so I'm also gonna do some fem slash in there because um, Darcy and um, Jane are gonna be soulmates. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And Darcy and Jane are soulmates, and they have one, one goal. And that's to sleep with Thor. <laughs> you know, I can I can like that goal. That's a, that's a hell of a goal. So I'm gonna make because Asgardians don't actually have soulmates. That's my idea. And so Jane and um and uh, Darcy are gonna keep Thor. <laughs> boy, <together>. boy. <laughs> I'd be highly motivated in that situation. I Rowan says, "Okay, hold on. If Steve is Tony's soulmate, is Tony a reincarnation? No, because Steve was always fated to come forward in time. Uh, yeah, that was always his fate. He was always going to be displaced in time to meet Tony. So that's the fate, and you can't fuck with fate." Anyways, so, not really. So, so the Darcy, the Darcy Jane thing. Um, if Thor, if it's Thor's fault, they would have been around each other at the time that soulmate magic was released on the Earth. So they would know really yeah. early on. Yeah, they would have. Pretty much immediately. I like. I like that. Boom. Me too. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, that's definitely a nice one. Senna's <clears throat> up to something. I don't know what she's up to. Um, But it can't be good. Well, you, you did hear about her, her massive and wonderful and glorious announcement, right? She had a glorious announcement? She did. She, then, she had a very glorious announcement. It, it was... Um, I have absolutely no idea if she wants me to uh, announce it or not. I hopefully she'll get on the air so we can we can hear her. Okay. Shh. Okay. Senna. <coughs> Hi. Hey, what did we get? I put uh, her on the air. Girl. She coughs in my ear. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack Daniels down the wrong pipe. Ugh. <laughs> Your behavior is excused. What's up? <laughs> so, first of all, the comments that I had to make. So what you're saying is he's going to drop the hammer like Thor and shake it till he's sore. <laughs> <laughs> On the whole planet. 
trying planet. to say that yes. for the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and in other news, I quit the bad job. Yay! 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 Yeah, Congratulations! There was so much stress relief that, like, when I went to the fun job to tell them that my availability was open, I didn't realize that I was shaking, and my boss made me sit in the back and made me pee. I wasn't even on the clock. He just (laughs) made me sit in the back and made me pee because I was just shaking from relief. You know, I heard that wrong the first time you said it. A bad job can fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're out of that job, kiddo. Me too. Like I, I'm still so not exactly 100% believing that it's real. So. <laughs> so, Senna, are you doing rough trade? Yes. I thought you saw my sign-up comment. There have been a lot of comments. I can't that's be true, expected to keep track. <laughs> No, uh, here, hold on. I gotta pull mine up. Cause I was a smart ass in mine. I apologize. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Be real. <laughs> I know. I really don't. We all know I don't. I don't mean it. Uh, Jilly, you're evil, by the way. Don't I, think I've I forgotten am. that. That's true. I, I and embrace she totally that. means that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll put it this way. I had all of my plotting and my casting and everything else done. Literally the day that I posted the last chapter of Duality of the Dragon Tamer. I was done with everything. And then I started talking to Jilly. And she just was like, you know, this would be, damn you, damn you. But you know what? No, don't don't think of it that way. I think that um, the best part of being a part of a large group of writers is the amount of inspiration you can give each other just by having oh, yeah. a conversation, you know. And um, so she gave you an evil plot bunny. It could have been worse. You could have had no plot bunny at all. Ah, that, that's true. Okay, so this is my comment <laughs> on this on the sign-up thing. I'm feeling particularly contrary today. So I, all I'd put was my title and my author name. Because you said that that was all we needed. That is all you need. So I did. Because I'm not going to be categorized by fandom. Oh, we're not this time? I'm not going to categorize by pairing or fandom because there's probably going to be so many different ones. It would be ridiculous. So you're only going to be categorized by your title. Um, It'll just be easier. It'll be title only, and then you'll have your title and your tags. um, Unless you're incapable of that bullshit, which some of you are. (laughs) <laughs> I love you guys, but come on now. Come on. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can follow example. But it, Not it, 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 it. Don't hit me. <laughs> stab, stab. Aw, Chris. You're not a Luddite. <laughs> What's wrong oh, with Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I had to fix I had to fix her tags on every single post she did in July. <laughs> but I was trying here to nice. is, why you gotta call her out like that. Here she's how she calling herself out. Here is a secret that you all might not know. You you know it. Chris is my favorite 
so she's allowed to do shit like that. The rest of you aren't. <laughs> because Chris is the only one that I corrected, I and I didn't it. send her hate mail. Yeah, I oh, sent that's true. Yeah, I, she I was called consistent. Lady Holder. At least she was consistent. <laughs> I, I called I Lady call Holder. I sent <laughs> bitchy emails to five, six different people a week during Rough Trade in July. <clears throat> I know I got but one Chris bitchy email. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> because sure of Miss Tagging. <laughs> but that wasn't last one. one. That was person, the one before. God damn it. I had one person who, God damn it, Thor, damn it. like every single time they posted, well, Thor's a god. Um, they mm-hmm. put like six but it's different more fun to tags on their fucking post, and then I had to go in and delete all the goddamn tags every day because they posted okay, every day. That's bullshit, and I say this but, because I'm not allowed and, to use my fucking troll tag anymore, so fuck them. Right. Exactly. And that's exactly. how I feel about that, you asshat. <laughs> I hope you feel guilty. Anyways, they don't. That's the problem. And see, if that person didn't get banned from Rough Trade, it must take a lot to get actually banned from Rough Trade. Cock juggling, thunder cunt. Exactly. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's been a good day, all right? I do what I want. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not upset hey, about it. Hey, I even got I'm my just, husband you know, to say a single word on the Internet. He said one word. <gasps> and I missed it? Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was in the first, yeah, it was in the first part of the, what word? Yeah, I'm listening to the no, podcast, was, damn it. He said hi. It was <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I, I, I asked him if he wanted to say hello to my minions, and he went, hey, or hi, or something like that. Very loquacious. Yes. And that was it. I am just a delicate yes. little flower, Chris. Yes, it's true. Really? She called, She said I was so delicate after I said cock juggling thunderton. <laughs> she was Kaya asked in I the group. You. Um, Kaya asked in the chat room, how many tropes is too many? I'm going to give you my official opinion on this. There can't be None. too many. None. It's not possible. There, there can never be enough tropes. Bust your move oh, on it. Oh, the tropes. Own it. Oh, the tropes. Just, just dig in there and, and just put them all down. With, with that first and Harry Potter <laughs> you wrote. You, and I, drop your hammer like Pot- Thor. you damn yeah. right. Because you know that would Yeah, with that first um, Harry Potter that you wrote, you admitted that you trolled for tropes and stuffed every single one into that thing that you could. See, and that's I the did. Thing about I, Harry Potter. I put my you back into it. So many tropes in. She she did. Mm-hmm. I put I put my she back into it. that. I mean, there was like the shopping trope and the uh-huh. the title trope and the nobility and um, lots of money trope. And mm-hmm. um, the snake animagus trope. Uh huh. <laughs> Just I went there. Every trope you could get. I went there and, and had the a party. And the Harry's a badass <laughs> unicorn trope. Oh, and the big exactly trope. <laughs> but you know, honestly, no, that comes standard, mom. That's not a trope. That's canon. Um, <laughs> the fact of the matter is yeah. that J.K. Rowling totally dropped the ball. Because yeah, she, she said Harry was Voldemort's equal. Mm-hmm. 
Which means Harry is every bit as badass as Voldemort. Mm-hmm. It's just completely and totally unexplored in canon. He has to be. Otherwise, the fucking prophecy is not about him. Could have been about Neville. Just saying. Who is a badass unicorn himself. Mm-hmm. He is indeed. Motherfucker cut the head off McGee. Rowan says, hey, Kira, Mo doesn't know what tropes are. You'd be more fun explaining it. A trope is a popular, much-used theme in a genre of fiction. Or it could be TV. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest tropes in romance in the 80s was secret babies. Uh Uh-huh. Or the secretary being seduced by her boss. Or, you know, yeah, so in tropes, as far as Harry Potter goes, um, there's the nobility trope, there's a Harry goes shopping and gets everything trope, there's the dimensional trunk trope, I love that one, um, there's the going back in time and um, saving serious trope and, and just, you know, doing, writing all the wrong. Serious should always be leap. saved. Serious should always I'm be serious saved. about that. So basically a trope is a really, <laughs> really, really super popular overused theme in a mm-hmm. fandom. And that's what it boils down to. Slither and Harry is also a trope. Um and with, with a trope you can like like what uh Kaya says, tropes aren't bad, they can be cliched, inverted, subverted, and played straight. You can take a trope and turn it on its head. And it'd just be entertaining. And so when someone tells you you're using a trope, don't be offended by it. Embrace that shit. Own it. Dig in. It's a it's a trope for a reason because we love it. Mhm. Right. Mhm. And it's used so often. And when it's done when it's done well, um, it's a fresh look at the whole thing, and and it's and enjoy it's enjoyable on a level that, I mean. Let's be real. I'm going to be taking a trope. The the whole the Atlantis mission actually goes prepared for once. You know that that. And John's a secret. Yeah. I used to be an ancient trope. <laughs> yes, John really is you an know? ancient. That's a big trope in Stargate. That John really is What's an ancient. Not, what is not so much a, a trope because a lot of people aren't doing it is also the whole um, Rodney is an ancient because if you guys remember Rodney's an ancient in that. Okay. Yeah, he is. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. Kira was all involving Rodney. Yeah. He's just as ancient as John. But he's also all up in Rodney. We know. Yeah. Mm. He does have a very nice ass. He does. Oh, he has a very nice ass. I'm just saying saying that if I was single and David Hewlett was single and he asked me to strap one on, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'm not going to lie. His his little boy is absolutely adorable. He really is. Uh-huh. I mean, he is. I and every what? time he, I want to. Go ahead. What? Hmm. Go ahead. I was just gonna say every time he calls him the Bratlet, I have to giggle. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> I'm like, well, he takes after his want... father. I want to go on record and say again that I did not name Sebastian Shepard after David Healy's actual kid. My Sebastian came first, which at the time <laughs> actually kind of freaked me out. Because I thought, oh, my God, please tell me David Healy isn't reading my stuff. Because <laughs> he named his kid Sebastian. And I was like, oh, God, I freaked out for like a second. I'm like, oh, you vain whore. Of course he's not reading your shit. Don't worry about it. 
That was some arrogant, vain shit I had there for like a minute. Mm-hmm. Actually, it would be You're kind of interesting so to find that they were, but whatever. That you think this song is about I also um, Sorry. did not name Matthew Shepter Matthew Shepard. That was a total accident. I remember. So my Matt Shepard isn't, yeah. But people ask me all the time about Matt Shepard, and um, uh, no, I did not. We love do it Maddie. On purpose. But but yes, after I her. realized what I had done, I became very careful with the character of, of Matt Shepard because of the connection he has to Matthew Shepard, the young man who was <coughs> murdered for being gay. Um, <clears throat> so. And that's why I asked anybody, if you borrow Matt, that you treat him very carefully and with respect. Not so much for me, but for the person he inadvertently became. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 representation of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he came to represent the real Matthew Shepard to me in a way, um, even though I didn't do it on purpose. And so I'm always very careful. With um with Matt, as a result, and I ask anybody who uses him in their story to to do the same. So, because he's amazing. That's why Matt never gets hurt or killed or hurt and broken hearted. No, that just never happens to Matt. Well, at least not permanently. <laughs> I'm remembering that one scene in in um, <laughs> Pies where where um it looks like there's going to be a problem, but we actually got things you know fig- figured out. Yeah. When Evan got hurt. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I was scared for a minute, and then I was like, "Wait, this is Maddie. We're good." <laughs> that was literally my thought process. I was like, "Oh no, Maddie!" And then I was like, "Wait, dumbass, it's Maddie. You're fine. Sit back. Uh-huh. It's not gonna happen. We're good. It's not going to happen." <laughs> so, Senna, you uh, you f- you fess up to your title, and uh, that's it. Fine. Okay, um, Pacific Rim, but it's so completely that I really didn't want to say what fandom it was in until after so I got excited. my banner and oh stuff my for God. it. Yeah. I'm super excited in case you missed it. <laughs> I can't tell at all. Um, okay, I'll I'll even be nice and give lady. the two main pairings. Um, it's Yancy and Herc. Because I'm sorry, but that's a lot of pretty. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pretty. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then um, Ro- Ro- Riley and um, Chuck. Because, seriously, everybody knows the sexual yeah. tension from that movie. I'm just saying. Boom. <laughs> exactly. Was, at certain points in that movie, I wonder if the actors took a side and said, hey, there's going to be gay fan fiction about us. Let's ramp it up a little bit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, seriously, there were just so many times I'm watching, and I go back and rewatch it sometimes, and I'm like, they totally were trolling fandom. Like, they just weren't. They totally were. I know they were. There are, there are moments. <clears throat> but, you know, I also accused Joe Flanagan of that. Because during the last two seasons of Stargate Atlantis, doesn't he start to look at David Hewlett like a little more intimate? I mean, like he, his looks get a little more, 
I, productive? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like he's he's starting to smolder. It's guys. like yeah. yeah, And he starts, and Shepard starts to obviously pine for McKay. I mean, he's <laughs> pining. <laughs> Oh, excuse me, given what Malozzi was doing at the time to this show, any subversion, that, that, any subversion that Joe was doing to the whole, you know, um, Shepard is a big bad asshole and, you know, he um, he's he's Malozzi's, you know, stand-in for, for being in the show, whatever, you know, he, he did what he wanted to do to make it a little bit more interesting. And when you go back and look at it, it and, and, you know, start tilting your head a little to the side, it gets really interesting. And sometimes you don't have to tilt your head at all. I mean, it's not yeah. like, no. boom. I think Vegas yeah, the, the is probably the worst is... one for that. Well, there's also the shrine. Yeah, oh, the shrine. If that, if that is a... No, that's that's that was David Hewitt's turn to pine. That was David yes. Hewitt's per, um, turn oh. to pine and to shout for John. John! John! <laughs> uh-huh. How could anybody who wrote that actually put that scene with Jennifer Keller at the end? Because... It's like they realized what they had done through the whole, uh-huh. and then like they shot the whole thing, and then they realized what they had done. So they tacked that scene on the end of it. It was like a rewrite after filming. Yep. Because they realized yep. they'd made this big gay episode. <laughs> well, what is it? Um, they they tried to retcon it. It didn't work. Yeah. Mm. Mm-mm. You, nah, now I want to talk about it, but I don't. <laughs> Damn it. I knew I should have brought it up. When you asked, See, at first I was be, like, what? I'm just going to be contrarian, not answer. And now I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> See? Because I did answer. Don't, don't blame me for your weaknesses. The last one. I know. I'm, I am a weak opinion. <laughs> I have poor impulse control. But that's okay. But, you know, as I was saying earlier, that um, the best part about being around a whole bunch of other writers is how much creativity you're exposed to and ideas, and um, you get to move around and and explore um, concepts and and discuss. And Lady Holder suggested that she and I get on the radio show and plot out a story. And I told her that was a dumb idea. That would be the best thing ever. Yes, it would not be the best thing ever, thing. and let me tell you why. Because because you'd get emails, at, lots of one emails. of us. We would get fucking harassed every goddamn yeah. week about that story and when it was going to be written. Over and it would over be so and fun over to and do, over but again. yeah. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. That's a big part of why I still haven't finished part two of Tsunami Bomb. Well, you and I can I was talk getting, these afternoons. Because I was getting fucking comments and emails and everything else asking when I was going to update. And it has a working title now, though. I've been working on the plot. Temp was very not happy with me about my reasoning. So I'm working on it. It will be posted hopefully before the end of the year. I have to say hopefully, that I though. agree that that... Sometimes when you're asked over and over and over again about something, it makes you hate it. Yep. It makes you not want to work on it. It um it just yep. it just totally sucks the yep. joy. They're like vampires. It just totally mm-hmm. sucks the whole joy out of the project and then you don't even yep. want to look at it. 
I mean, I had to make myself fall back in love with the entire thing in order to be able to start working on it again. I really did. That's how angry I was. Like, I'm glad that you guys like it, and I really appreciate all the support and everything. I'm not saying that I don't, but don't fucking harass me. I've had a lot of shit to deal with in my personal life, and I understand that people want updates, but I have more important things to worry about. This is for fun. I hate... I hate this comment. You haven't updated in such and such days. Mm. Have you abandoned the story? You need to let me know. Mm-mm. I don't need to do How shit. Fucking arrogant. How fucking arrogant are you, asshole? Don't mm-hmm. don't do that to people. Don't. Just don't do that shit. Asshole. Yeah. Like, seriously, that's a great way to make an author just totally abandon the story. I'm not kidding. If you want somebody to not write, the biggest way to fucking get them to not write is to continuously ask them about updates. Because seriously... And to point out how long it's been since you posted. I actually had someone post on my site in August. You haven't updated anything since Mm. the end of June. I asked for the email for that one, by the way, just so you guys know. And she told me no, because I was going to tear your ass apart, just so you're like, aware. Dude, come on. I have only been publicly working on Rough Trade for a whole fucking month. That's I'm all. Saying. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. I only mm. guided 67 people through the creation of almost 2 million words. Oh, or was it a million? That doesn't seem like a big deal. No, it was closer to a million, I think. Actually, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, it was. The, it was a fucking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was three quarters of a million words. There we go. Mom knows everything. We'll call her the numbers lady. <laughs> we can't call her the teapot lady. Fuck you. I don't care if you're my kid. <laughs> well, I love you. After love these you. last I mean, postings, do. after these last postings of people completing their stories, I'm building up. We're at 799,000 words for Rough Trade's um, July challenge. Boom. 526 posts, 9,995 comments. One more time. 9,995 comments. And everyone on 526 That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's amazing. Lady Holder Just help. to think about where it was um, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You two, you two comment minders are amazing to be able to do that. Yeah, and we were writing at the same time. Uh huh. They were yep. fun. Oh, and and I was one of the ones who made it exactly 10k words. I was very happy with me. I never, I didn't make it <laughs> exactly did. 10k, but I was a little over on both of them, and it was because of sex. So I still feel accomplished. Hey, yeah, you know, there's That's always an excuse that sex is a good excuse to have. I thought so. Mm-hmm. I like the sex excuse. I'm just saying. Yeah, and <laughs> Chris Seriously, is commenting though. that sex is always a good reason to go over the limit. Mm-hmm. For anybody that doesn't know just how awesome both Kira and Lady Holder are, not only are they writing on it, they're also fielding emails from every single one of the participants and people that are reading They're also approving all of the comments. They go through and moderate the site to make sure that all the tags and all of the posts 
look uniform. She does that more so than it's me. Not fucked up. Yes, but you do it too. Don't act like you don't. Uh-huh. I know. And they also keep everyone from having little panic attacks. And if they do, they give them a little pep talk. Trust me, I know they've both done it to me before. Seriously, <laughs> like you guys have no idea just how much background work that you don't even know about goes into this project. That's not including both of the communities that they moderate for and obtain or maintain, plus all of their own personal stuff that they work on and their personal life. Lady they are badass uniforms. 40-hour job. 40-hour yeah, week job. Um, actually, yeah. I work overtime, so it's between <laughs> 40 and 48 hours a week. Yeah. Mom you know, has no depending life. on what I'm doing. Like right now I'm pulling about fifty hours a week work, actual mm-hmm. work. Yeah. You know, making money work. Yes, but it it really helps matters a lot when you can wake up, roll out of bed, put your hair back in a scrunchie, grab your coffee and shuffle into your office and you're at work. I have mm-hmm. to get in the car and I know, drive. right? Yeah. <laughs> I have no shame either. I don't give a shit. I have no shame. I'm a little jealous. About I, that. Yeah, but you you did your time. I'm, I'm just saying. Me and my oh, yeah. sister, yes, because I worked two jobs from the time I graduated high school all through college and through the first two years I was out of college. Then I worked a 40-hour-a-week job in a, at a university surrounded by assholes. Um, oh, Lord, yeah, And then my yeah, husband said, true. you can stay home and write. And that's when you know you've married the right person, when they are that supportive of you and your job. happiness. Mm-hmm. It's like a guarantee, mm-hmm. a daily blowjob for the rest of his life. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. um, but, uh. Which is why he's got a swagger to his step. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he earned them, Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, he brought her coffee this morning. But, yeah, um, yeah. true story, me and my sister were at Target one day. And um, she said that she needed to get a couple of white shirts for work because she works in a hospital. And um, she Mm. needed to get a couple of white shirts to go under her scrubs. And um, she says, I'm going to go over and get some white shirts. I said, okay, I'm going to go over here and get some work clothes. like a memoir mm-hmm. of your tales at Target and Walmart. Uh-huh. I know, right? I'd, I'd probably get sued I... by Walmart. <laughs> you can change the name. Call them Tramlaw. That's Walmart backwards, by the way. <laughs> a big box store that ends in Mart. Uh-huh. <laughs> the cheap-ass bastards who are costing us all money. Oh. I know, right? The biggest source uh-huh. of corporate welfare in the free world. Yep. <clears throat> Fucking Anyways, ridiculous. I had a friend that worked we for, can't, for Walmart. We, mm. we we can't talk politics because the last time I talked politics on my own radio show, uh, someone got butthurt. Again? Oh, wait. Stop I don't them. care. Doesn't, don't people get butthurt no matter what you talk about? Pretty much. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
But I'm one of those people, either you love me or you hate me. Well, I adore you. And there's no in-between. I, I there there really is no the in-between. Isn't there a song know, right? Actually, I'm going to post that to your wall. I do know what song it is. You're about to get something posted to your wall. fucking fabulous. But no. Um, Sorry. I really want yeah, to get I, to I've you. always had comment. this problem ever since I was in high school. Either people liked me or they hated me. And, and there was literally no in-between. Which is how I ended up with a with a immortal enemy from from high school. I didn't even know. I mean, she hated my gut. I remember hearing to the point about where that she one. thought that I hated her, but I didn't remember her name. Now, I was going to say, is this your arch nemesis? But they can't be your arch nemesis if you don't remember their name. That was actually <laughs> the question that I asked on Live Journal: is if could they uh-huh. could they actually have one if I didn't remember them? Um, because she thought she was. Kind of like Batman not knowing the Joker hates him. That that that's about how bad it was. I mean, it's just like that's. But that's because I didn't remember moment. her. My my sister, my sister had to introduce us, and she's like, "You don't remember my remember me? We went, we went to high school together. You hated me." I said, "I don't even know who you are." Did I know you in high school. Mm-hmm. You hated me. I was like, "I don't think I did," because in order to hate someone, you have to know who they are. No kidding. She said, oh, my God, I'm such an arrogant twat. And I was like, that's not news. <laughs> but I still don't know who you are. <laughs> but you're going to have to give me a fucking name. Go up to, but it's not, isn't this an awkward moment? You go up to somebody and you say, hi, I'm your arch nemesis. And you go, oh, who are you? <laughs> that's basically what it boils down to. My sister, uh, and this is the, the worst part is, is that I have already forgotten her name. So if I ever have to be in the same room with her again, I'm going to have to be reintroduced to her. Because her name oh. literally fell out of my head again. Hmm. So you have like a cheat sheet of people who who hate you who think you give a shit. I know, right? Because I don't – I need one because I have no idea who she is. Well – Obviously not. Your sister's in the house. He's uh, he's stalking me. Who's stalking you? Cisco. Cisco. Oh, the okay. stupid pilot. The big baby. With my ears. Did we ever kill him yet? Wait, can't say that on air. Plausible deniability. Never mind. Pretend I didn't. Wah 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 wah. You want a hug? Yeah. Of course he wants a hug. He's adorable. Oh. Hello. But, uh, yeah, so, Senna's going to do Pacific Rim. I love Pacific Rim. Me I watch too. Once a week. So many rimming jokes. Actually. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How many can I fit in the story? We're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that that reminds me. That reminds me. I have a friend, I was at the writing, I was at the cafe, and she's a writer, and she sits down and she says, you know about fandom, and I'm like, I know a little bit about um, fandom. How hard did you have to bite your tongue? <laughs> I just, I thought I know a little bit, and she was like, what's the difference between slash fanfic and like gay romance that's published? And I looked her right in the eye, and with the most serious expression I could muster, I said, 
rimming. (laughs) (laughs) Her mouth dropped open. She's like, what? I said, I rarely ever encounter rimming in gay fiction that I buy. Mm-hmm. Which is just a sad state of but affairs. fandom is full up of rimming, felching, snowballing. Yeah. <laughs> Not my thing. <laughs> it's true, though. It's totally true, true. right? In fact, there yes, are some I'm... publishers who actually have rules against snowballing and felching and rimming. Yeah. You can't do it. Thankfully, my, my um, publisher was not against rimming. The snowballing and felching, I didn't see anything about that, which, you know, I'm really glad of because I don't, I don't think I did. Oh, well. I, I can look again later, but I didn't put any of <laughs> well, that Well, you in. didn't do it, did you? You didn't do it, so you don't have to worry about it. No, I, I, I But, yes, I think the biggest issue beyond the fact one is free and one is not is the pure lack of rimming in professional um Commercial gay fiction. It's because Psycho bought all the They're rights just, to it. Why would they have rules against <laughs> snowballing? I mean, it's that doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's just because that some publishers squick. don't want to see it. They and someone doesn't it. want to read it. So it can go away. When you have submission mouth, guidelines, it's mouth. like, this is, this is the shit that I don't want to read, is, is, mm-hmm. is what it boils down to. Yeah. I just think okay, that's Carrie bizarre, Sands I, is like, asking, what is snowballing? Jilly, oh, you will be answering honey. that question. <laughs> okay, honey. that's all it means. So a guy comes into somebody's mouth, and they usually through a kiss transfer the cum back into the other guy's mouth. So it's like it's they're like sharing. saying they're sharing they're sharing they're sharing the ejaculate. So it's sort of like saying it's okay if you come to come in someone's mouth, but you can't have your own cum back in your own mouth because that's just gross. Right, no, but you also need to keep in mind that Random some of these, that, that these publishers are um, sometimes they plan for the lowest common denominator. So they don't allow snowballing because they don't want felching and they don't want somebody to get too confused. So just to what? be sure that they don't get any I, of that. I have no problem you know. keeping those two separate. Now, everybody does. I mean, the people... Confuse the two. Um, I had to explain the difference between felching and snowballing to my mother. Oh, that's embarrassing. How oh. did you get through that? At least she didn't ask you what a dirty snowball I was. I wasn't remotely embarrassed. I wasn't remotely well, embarrassed. This is the woman who told me who and gave me their sex talk when I was nine. I said, felching is when you suck, when a man sucks his own cum out of somebody else's orifice. And she went, orifice, I said, vagina or asshole. And she went, the things you learn. (laughs) I said, you asked? I love Mama Uh Marcos. She's awesome. So, Lady Huntress, did you get that um, felching? No, see, rimming is not felching. Rimming is usually done before fucking. Felching is done mm-hmm. after fucking, or mostly, actually, after barebacking. And there is a difference. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. 
And because it's not just a matter of, say, you know, eating somebody's ass. It is literally sucking cum out of somebody's ass. That's felching. Yeah. And it can also... Also known as a dirty snowball. It can also yeah, become a dirty snowball. Because <laughs> it, be, it can be snowballed after that. Yeah. So yeah. felching can become snowballing, but snowballing cannot become felching. Oh yes, yeah, pussy. Yes, it can come out of the pussy as well. So, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it is a good thing my radio, my radio show is rated R. <laughs> I think we just blew right over the X line, Mike. But whatever. That's okay. We're awesome. Right my now. mom. There were no. There were no pictures. I can. I can discuss practically anything with my mother when it comes to sex. She has no. Um, she has no boundaries, and she had the the principle when i was young if you can ask a question you deserve an honest answer and so i treat her the same way if she asks me a question i give her a full and explicit answer and if i can't give her a full explicit answer on the spot i research it then i come back to her and give her a full explicit (laughs) i tried that but it's reciprocity that's important i tried that particular philosophy with my niece because you know i i'm I was absolutely wanting to be the the type of aunt who, you know, she could come to with any questions. And watching my sister come unglued at the dinner table when my sister (laughs) asked questions while entertaining the fallout from my mother wanting to beat me around the head and neck wasn't the greatest. So (laughs) I I told my niece that, you know, look, if you have questions, I got no problem answering them. All right, just ask them. Just not in front of your mother. We don't need to rush your mother to the hospital for a heart attack. It's close, but we don't need to, to chance it, you know. So, you know, the, the, the questions of what's an orgasm um, that happened <laughs> in the middle of dinner have gone away, thank God. <laughs> because the Lady Hunters asks, will you ever do a fairy tale challenge? That actually sounds like a lot of fun, and I don't see why Ooh. not. What I would like to do is I would like to challenge the participants of Rough Trade to write a original piece of fiction in order to submit it for publication. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Not no. now. In the future. It's going to happen. Oh. It's going to happen. Okay. Don't do that to me. I was like, oh, God, no. No. I, no. What happened? Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> Later in is fine. Just, Maybe next not... July. <laughs> okay. I can live with that. <laughs> Chris goes, you're grooming us. You're goddamn right I'm grooming you. Yeah. How did you not get that? That's Dude, my yeah. job. You wanted better stories to read. Excuse me. But more than that, I consider it I consider it one of my duties as a writer to 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 mentor and to gather writers and, and push them forward and, and teach and just you know, just just I want to give to you what I've got. She wants an armada of badass unicorns. But she also wants to you <laughs> no. know she double dog dared me and it basically worked, so True. See, here's the thing is that, you know, while I don't, if you don't want to be professionally published, that's one thing. But the acknowledgement that you can Mm -hmm. do it is super empowering. This is true. It's, 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 
it's a beautiful thing to to recognize that about yourself and to 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 get to that point and to explore that part of you as a writer and i want all of you to have that validation it's a hell because of a rush the first time i signed a contract i cried because it was just so moving and and powerful and amazing and i want yeah. i want that for you guys on rough trade i i i want to um <laughs> this is going to sound really arrogant <laughs> i want to leave my mark on you in a way mhm already done that <laughs> well thank you well, I mean, if you want to get you know Marley I mean, to come right? up with a little like, minion mark, we could go ahead and get tattoos, but <laughs> we're not going to be the only ones that no, have them. So I few people have to cave on that. That while I'm not particularly <laughs> advocating a print house, because I'm not, um, I uh, print experiences are very stressful. But writing a story and submitting it to an independent publisher like Lady Holder did, um, it's empowering. It's a you know it's an amazing experience to to um, allow yourself that. It's also an amazing experience to be part of that and watch somebody be that excited about something. Just so you guys know. So, well, you, you know, know I, um, go ahead. I was say I thought Jilly. before before you announced the. Um, what what was going to happen in July? I thought July was going to be an original fic um, thing, so I actually did outline um, fifty thousand oh. story for July, um, and then I shelved it. But I I've me. done the pre work for taking you up on your challenge. Awesome. See, the thing is, is that these independent publishers, some of them take as little as five thousand words for a short story. You know, so I'm not asking you to pump out a hundred k. Lady Holder's story is what twenty two thousand words. Um, Ish. let me see. I've got. I don't even know where it is. It's it's twenty one thousand and um something words. So we're not at. So you know. It, if I'm challenging you to prepare yourself to write uh, original fic, it's um, and even if it you never actually submit it, that, that 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 isn't the point of the challenge either. It's to to mentally prepare yourself for the idea that it's perfectly okay to get paid. One more time, it is perfectly okay to get paid for your original work. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean you're a story. sellout. Nope. It doesn't mean you're selfish for not sharing your work for free, because you will get that. Uh, oh, well, I don't know why it couldn't be free. And you, you get people who pour mouth on you. Oh, well, I'd buy it, but I can't really afford it. It costs too much. See, and Zance got that a lot when she finally posted Ricochet. And I'll tell you what, fuck every single one of you that said that shit to her. Fuck you. Seriously. Yeah, fuck you twice. She earned that. She fucking earned that right. She created mm-hmm. that universe. She created those characters. She put forth the time and the effort and the fucking research 
and the heartache and the tears that go into fucking riding, and she deserves to be paid for that. And if you don't like it and you're fucking jealous, screw you. Go fuck yourself <laughs> without lube. Seriously. Yeah, there's a you're a jealous asshole. I've got a barrel cactus in my front yard. They can go fuck themselves with that. Um, I concur. <laughs> Take it. And, yeah, and my story, the one that I sold professionally after two rounds of edits, is currently 21,336 words long. And so, that actually... Yeah, so I'm not asking you yeah. to bust out a, a whole novel. Just... You know, prepare no. yourself, and then we can we can do. Um, I'll help you pick out a publisher. I'll help mm-hmm. you write your cover letter. We can do a workshop on cover letters. Just you know, just <laughs> this is about encouraging each other. And Chris, I love you. Come on now, Julie. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, Sina's always had a hard time expressing herself. It's just so difficult. I have problems yes. with my emotions. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's so introverted. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, I do I, I do agree with every go ahead. Well, Jilly. I was just saying I was, as she was saying it, I was sitting there going, Oh, her hit minion's coming out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a secret. I agree with everything that Senna said when it comes to Zance and her paid work. Um, it is perfectly okay to get paid for your writing. You're not a sellout. You're not being selfish. That's just, you know, the first time somebody called me selfish, I would, I would have told uh, them, yeah, I am, bitch. I accidentally go fuck yourself, but um, same. I like that too. I. It was my second print novel. Um, I had like the publisher sent me like twenty um copies, to you know to to pass out to my family and friends, and I did. I passed most of them out. I have three left. I kept three from um each one of my books just for my own you know archive purposes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I well, in case something happens to one of them. Right. Exactly. And I was out and about, and um, someone I knew casually in high school had had heard that I had published a novel, um, and I told her, you know, the second one just came out, and um, she said, well, um, can you get me a copy? And I'm like, no, I don't have any more author copies left. And she said, well, couldn't you just buy me one? And I was like, that's not Uh, how it works. No. Once you go buy yourself a copy. She said, well, you're going to be selfish about it. She said, you don't have to be selfish about it. Oh. And oh. I said, you can go fuck yourself. Good. And I just walked ah. away. So but, yeah, that happens. It happens. It's actually, I think it's even worse with e-books because it isn't like your e-book just disappears if you give it to somebody. <laughs> you know, although publishers do put limits on how many e-books you can pass out to your friends. They have to. Huh. Because otherwise, you know, people go crazy and just be handing out free e-books and then nobody's making any money. And... The fact, the fact of the matter is, is that publication is is not cheap, because Lady Holder's book. I mean, there's a lot of finances involved in that. There's mm-hmm. the contract work, the lawyer. There's the um, the art. Mm-hmm. The Which cover is artist is getting paid. The editor is getting paid. The cover art is amazing. It's it beautiful is beautiful cover art. 
It's mm-hmm. fucking amazing. So the editor's getting the website's paid. Awesome too. Um, the distributors will get a cut of the proceeds before the publisher ever sees it. So Amazon takes um, 60%. Jeez. Good gracious. Of the cover? 60%. 30 or 60, depending on the pay scale. Seventy or thirty. I can't remember, but yeah, it's expensive. I mean, it is is crazy. Um, All romance ebooks takes fifty percent. Wow, that's insane. Okay. Um, I don't distribute with any of the other ones. I don't think as an author, so I couldn't tell you what the what the prices are. But just keep in mind that when you see the price tag attached to an ebook, you can't assume that it costs less to produce than say a print novel. Now, granted, a print novel has a print run, and that involves more money. But the actual production of a book, it still has the same process as any other book that you might see in a bookstore. Mm-hmm. There's an artist. Yeah. There's a team of editors. There is, you know, there's distribution costs. There's website costs. I mean, so you know, keep that in mind, and when you look at ebook prices, and and don't assume the worst of everybody involved in that situation, because a lot of times authors get. Um, the shitty end of the stick because mm-hmm. their fans assume somebody's being selfish when it's actually so far from the truth it's not even funny. This the is why I don't feel bad for paying cost, $9 for an ebook. The average ebook costs between, I mean, total man time hours, I would say probably $1,000 to produce. Damn. When you look at, like, the website costs, the cover art costs, the time involved in editing, how much the editor is going to expect to get paid, you know, so there you go. Just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And it's a process, and it's an expensive process, And um, but it, I, I think it's a process that writers need to, to really get involved in. Um Kyle wants to know, Kira, who is the who is crueler, Chris or Lady Holder, or your professional editor? That is no joke. My professional editor is a whore. <laughs> She's meant to be though. That's what she gets paid. I'm gonna tell you the difference between Chris and Lady Holder and my professional editor. My professional editor has to answer to somebody. And if she doesn't do to my book what needs to be done, she don't get a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which means so she's a she con. So if she acts like a proctologist, I t- I, I'm, per- I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. In fact, I want a professional editor to crawl up my ass because the last thing I want is to put out a book professionally and it not be as as good, good as it can be. Right. Um now between Chris and Lady Holder, Chris is the more demanding. <laughs> Low job Chris here. is the one who will literally <laughs> put in there, you know, have sex here. Why is there no dick here? Dick, 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 dick. <laughs> Why is there no <laughs> dick here? That she has actually asked that question. Why is there no dick here? It's kinda like and we I all can thank almost you, picture Chris. I could almost picture Captain Jack. Where's all the dead dogs? 
Why is the dick gone? Yes, 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 but why is the dick gone? (laughs) (laughs) So Chris is the Captain Jack of beta readers. Where's the dick? Where's the dick gone? Yes, Chris Chris will will ask for dick. I'm the one who's going through and putting the commas in and taking out the double spacing and commenting on, you know, this this sounds a little bit bizarre. Lady Holder hates a double space. You sit there and you hit the space bar when you're thinking, and it leads to massive numbers of double spaces. This is true. I do that. Yeah. You know? Um, And, you know, the, the ability to comment where... You know, we're we're getting all gushy about scenes, or we comment that you know you're you're an evil, nasty person. I just sniffled, and and got all teary eyed, and I had to go away for a couple seconds. Those show up too, okay. Um, my my professional editor, the nice lady who's helping me through this whole process, and and you know um, teaching me stuff, she's put in some comments that she actually does like my main characters which I found was absolutely the nicest thing ever because if she didn't like them and, and all, I w- it would feel a little bit odd, but she apparently likes them. Um, They're fucking awesome. It, it's working, yeah, it's working out great. <laughs> I didn't make two douchebags and, and, and all when I was writing, so that was helpful. You know, They're fucking awesome. I would have let you know. Like, I'm, the, I'm I know. that beta that will tell you that your hero is an asshole. <laughs> Th- uh-huh. This is true because there fall. was twice. Rocks. There was twice. Rocks in fall. And in, everybody dies. Mm-hmm. Twice in tsunami bomb, she was like, "This was a little condescending." To use uh-huh. an this asshole. This is a dick move. And I had to go back <laughs> and change it because she was. Yeah. I did keep one of them though because it was meant to be condescending. Mm-hmm. So that works <laughs> for me. But, but I, I, I am. I am famous so among my writer friends in reality for um, writing on somebody's manuscript. This is a dick move. Did <laughs> uh-huh. you know that your hero is an helpful. asshole? But it's helpful. It's helpful, though. It really is. The it is the the double space thing is not. It's not between lines. It's not between paragraphs. It's in between words where. She's got a sentence. I pause to think in the middle of a sentence, and I hit the space key while I'm thinking. I do that. Right. That's what I do. And then she picks yeah. up typing it's again. It's a nervous tick. So, yeah, so she, she starts typing again, and I'm sitting there, and I'm going through this, and I'm looking at the, the whole you know um, storyline, and I can see where she paused because there's these spots, you know, and they stand out, and I sit there, and I start <laughs> removing spots. You know, and I commented at the bottom of the thing. I must have picked up, you know, I don't know how many double spaces. Did you have a good time this week? You know, as she's writing, (laughs) whatever. Sometimes if I'm really stressed out about a scene, there will be a lot of them where I'll stop and Uh pause and I'll think. So if there's a scene that's really difficult for me to write, it'll be chock full of double spaces and sometimes Mm -hmm. four spaces. (laughs) But I, but I, um, the last time I sent her something to beta, I did a mass find and replace on all the double spots, and um, <laughs> so she wouldn't see them. And I want you to know, I want you to know, the manuscript I sent her was like 50k, um, 58k, and it's not, um, it's not fan fiction. Um, anyway, um, that's okay. I double, I replaced. 
326 double spaces. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and I do not double space after a sentence, okay? That was just me stopping. In the middle. To think about things. To think. Maybe CP dragged her away for sex. Who cares? I wouldn't be here hitting the space bar if that was the case. Well, that's true. Might hit it when you come back. Really, I just wanted to say the word hit. Oh, oh. Gosh, you guys, I have two people on hold that have been on hold for like 40 minutes apiece. I'm such an asshole. Okay. Can I trust you guys to shush? Probably not. Probably not. Sure. You're on the air with Kira and Lady Holder and Senna and Jilly. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, who is this? This is this is Chris, Chrissy or Desert Poet. Um, <gasps> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I We're mostly just wanted better. to say hi. Um, I'm currently in the middle of an instance killing things, but other than that, I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I was listening to you guys, and I just wanted to say that um, for my rough trade, I had a whole idea planned out, and then Jilly said like one thing to me, and it sort of changed the whole thing um, because her idea was so good that I couldn't decide between them, and finally I said, "Well, fuck it, I'll just combine them." I make no so, problem. Oh my god, way. Julie, you really are an evil plot bunny mistress. Uh, I told you. Mistress. So a mistress. The mistress of <laughs> evil plot bunnies. Yeah, that's like hilarious. You. I make I make them mutate. I'm gonna start calling you mistress. So, <laughs> so Chrissy, what are you no doing objection. for your rough trade? Um, well, I decided I wanted to try to do Jen because I've never done that. Um mm-hmm. so You I'm are the one a, Yes. So I'm doing a Mycroft and Sherlock from Sherlock, BBC Sherlock, have a, a soul bond from the mm-hmm. moment Sherlock is born. Oh, I remember and, I saw this on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, and I just want to, and the question I asked myself was, you know, how does that change the relationship um, between them, you know, in effect, canon? Sherlock stops that, trying to poison Mycroft. Well, that's, that's the thing, only like, how thing he does, though. Yeah, but if I'm, you know, he he really seems to at least pretends to hate him by the time we meet them. So, you know, how how did they get to this point? And if they have us, that they're soulmates, like, how does that affect them, you know, that they don't get along or that Sherlock really doesn't want to have him in his life? Um, I just think, it, you know, because their relationship is so fascinating that Mycroft is so protective of him. And yet, you know, Sherlock just wants him to leave well, him alone. Be the, that could be the crux of the entire four. issue, is that that Mycroft is so intent on protecting his younger brother, and Sherlock is desperate for freedom. And that can create a lot of animosity. Right. And, you know, and also, I mean, how does one person deal with, how does one half of the bond deal with the fact that the other half is on drugs? Or... Um, oh, not right, well. right, wow. You know, mm. yeah, or my crop, you know, both their jobs are so difficult. And also, you know, the question of he's the government. So does do people know that he has a soulmate? Like, does he protect Sherlock? Because if people kidnap him, you know, like, they could pretty much get my crop to do whatever they wanted. Um, this would be really you know, interesting. If, if, I think you're one of the only ones participating who's not doing, like, a a, a love match, a couple. 
Yes. Well, then Julie said to me, well, what if John and Sherlock also had, or um, I think it's just as a separate story idea, but had a soulmate bond, but um, but Sherlock was like, well, we're not having sex, though, um, because I don't do that. And, you know, how would that affect them? And then I started thinking, well, it would make sense that maybe if you can have you can have a soul bond with more than one person, so you can have, like, a family soul bond with someone or a platonic one and then have a romantic one with someone else um, when you get older. It would be interesting. So, it would be interesting. So, but but that might be, like, a sequel or toward the end of, of the story because mm-hmm. I really want to focus on Mycroft and Sherlock. But I just thought it would be interesting. And, and you know, this is... And it's so weird for me to have because I, for a long time, I couldn't really write anything, and mm-hmm. so to suddenly have all these ideas is um, is really exciting. So welcome to Rough Trade. Well, uh-huh. we're the idea ocean, man. It just just ideas mm-hmm. flow. Yes, yeah, so I'm so I'm excited, but yeah, that's a, I don't really. I was just listening to you guys talking, and then I thought since everyone was on there, you know, I thought I'd feel more comfortable uh, if there were a lot more people talking because I get kind of shy when it's just one-on-one with someone. Like, I... We're millions. We don't allow that. Shyness, yeah. We're a monogamous plus. Which which is weird for Minion, I know, but... No, eh. trust me, we've got minions that That's go to whole okay. gamut of... That's okay, you're not the only minion in the groups, I assure you. <laughs> wow, if True. that wasn't innuendo laden, whoa. <laughs> we can always dun, count dun, on that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not being a minion. Just saying. Oh, well. Just saying. God damn it. Sorry, Ever. I wonder. Don't mind me. Everybody. Lady Huntress uh, asked Kira, "At what level do you view the Wizarding World? As far like a tech level, do you view the Wizarding World? Wizarding World, late Dark Ages, late Edward, Edward, you know what I mean? What does that effect have on your story? I like to put, I kind of like to put, I think I want to put, if I actually kind of focused on that as a writer, I want to do like something steampunky with the Wizarding oh. World, just like you know, just oh God, I just had, I just spawned a plot bunny." Yeah. Did, you, did you guys hear that boom? Yeah, yeah. I did. That was very exciting. Boom. 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 So thrilled. That's not I did, Oh my god, Harry Potter steampunk. How awesome would that be? Oh my god. I'm so excited. Holy shit. Well, we've got all those little vests of- and a little bow tie. Well, we've got the pictures of, of Daniel Radcliffe when he was playing Igor on that that one um, Frankenstein movie that's not out yet. But he's he, there's plenty of pictures he of him in period clothing. Totally, the young Lord Black. Just like. I would just be, but no, I do actually kind of view it as um, a mixture of old world and and new stuff. But they're. Um, you have to put a magic spin on technology, you know, to make it part of the world, to, 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 to make, make part that of that shit foundation. Compatible. So, yeah, exactly. So you have that whole thing that, like, you know, it would just be, wow. I just, 
my head just exploded with an idea. I that, that isn't actually um wow. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm a excited. lot of potential. I want you to know that my I kind of paled when I said it. Like the blood drained out of my face. Because sometimes when you have a really good idea, you have a physical response to it. You know? You just want to talk about it, and you can't. Because you're like, shit, fuck, damn. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't even articulate everything going on in my head right now about yep. it. But, you know, yeah, so, we, could, we could sit there um, and do that, that whole, you know, um, uh, Brainstorm on that one. I tell you what, Lady Holder. I what? will set up another radio show for Sunday, and that's <gasps> what we'll do. Okay. We're going to brainstorm the, um, the steampunk one. You Harry Potter Steampunk AU. What time? Yep. It'll be 10 p.m. Central. Because okay. that's the it'll first the time thought I can get without paying more for it. So, okay, so I'm okay with that because it means that I will be home from work. Yeah, it's the same time as normal, correct? Same time as normal, but it'll be on Sunday instead of Friday. It, it, yeah, this Sunday yeah. coming up, like two days. Yeah, <laughs> Not tomorrow or the day after. Lady Holder oh, and that's I really exciting. will have to move <laughs> on this idea and, and and see what we come up with. Ten p.m. this Sunday. Day ever. Yeah, yeah, it'll be on the air. I'm gonna, we're going to go on the radio and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I won't be able to come in and be there for left. the live broadcast. Well, how about this? Since we're going to since we're going to do this, um, I'll put up a uh, note on um, the the Minion headquarters and submit your questions or concerns or whatever that you may have on this. And we'll try and touch on it, you know, during the course of that. Um, but we're also going to be doing the whole um, brainstorming. So you're basically going to hear us talk all over each other and okay. get really interesting. It's going to be awesome. PM, so you guys 10 p.m. Central. It'll be 10 p.m. Central. Um, I only got a few minutes left. I have one other caller on the phone. I'm going to let you guys go so that I can okay. talk her i'm pretty sure i, I know who it is um yeah, and uh, th- thank you guys for joining us okay mm-hmm. yeah, they, they've been on hold for 15 minutes so bye, they deserve thank you. Like, the rest of it have a good evening bye, bye. Yep, you too bye. hello you're on the air with kara kaz yep <laughs> i've been dying yeah. to get out so. here all night <laughs> I saw uh, you, and then you disappeared, and then you came back, and then you disappeared again. And well, I was like, "Where'd she go?" And then, well, it, so, everything went silent for about five minutes, and so I hung up and uh-huh. recalled in. But um, ah. my, yeah, um, for my rough trade, I'm going to do. Actually, ninety-nine percent sure I'm going to do an original story. Um, it's an awesome. idea I came up with. Yeah, I came up with it in 2007. It's basically uh, Blade Runner meets Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited already. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be love story, murder mystery, all that stuff. The only thing I'm changing is now it's gonna be soulmates. Um, Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that was the one I was t- uh, mentioned to you here all back uh, about world building because it's you know, mm-hmm. set like 175 years in the future. And everything. And if I 
can't get the balls up to do that, I'm going to try to do my first Harry Potter story with an idea I put on farm plot bunnies uh, where the prophecy is actually Harry and Draco are soulmates and the prophecy reads them as one person. And, uh. you know, Neville's, uh, you know, also a possibility, but because, you know, he meets all the criteria. <laughs> but Harry and Draco <laughs> are actually... One person in part is part of the prophecy and all that crap. That's if I get uh, if I can you know get myself to actually do it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm going to do the original story. I mean, I've got had it plotted out since 2007. <laughs> well, it'll be awesome. I think that sometimes when you um, sit on an idea for a long time, when you finally get to it, it's like it just it just it explodes all over you, you know, and, and you get to have a lot of fun with that, so. Yeah, because I've already got, yeah, I think like, you've been uh, sitting on it long enough. Yeah, <laughs> I've got about 7,000 words of it written. I just got to change it to make it part of Soulmate, you know, theme and everything. And I mm-hmm. definitely want to be part of that little thing on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> when you, uh, when you do awesome. the new other uh, radio show. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna play. Yeah, I don't know I what we're gonna. I don't know, I don't know what we're gonna do. It's, it's, it's gonna be interesting. That, that, that'll be for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because I actually have Sunday off. Thank God. <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you already got the signups for the November rough trade up. Is that what I heard? Because I got it come on yeah, about yeah, it's uh, up eleven thirty. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on rough trade. Rough trade. Oh, that's right. I will do it for you. Will you have internet November? Yes, because um, you know October is my favorite month for movies and crap. So I'll have it back on by October, hopefully. Hey, okay, I will <laughs> so come over I gotta... here and mm, where is that? Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. I will sign up for you so that I'll have you, you are on awesome. the list. All right, but for yourself, it's called Two-minute warning. I only, have, I only have two minutes left. Kaz, mm-hmm. sign up. What's your title? Our Elegies. Spell that. Because I always love the word elegies because it means sorrowful poem. Mm-hmm. So, E-L-E-G-I-E-S. E-L-E-G-I-S? G-I-E-S. And that's just that just that word? It's our, O-U-R, okay. then elegies. I'm down to 90 seconds. I won't give you a fandom or anything in, in, in case you want to change your mind about what, what you're going to do, but you're stuck with that title once I hit send. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for getting me on here. <laughs> you have a great night. <laughs> and I will see. I will, we'll hear you on Sunday. Oh, definitely. <laughs> have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye.
Okay, that was our crazy ass show. I got 60 seconds left. I will see you guys on Sunday, and you guys will get to hear me and Lady Holder bitch back and forth to each other about um, the Steampunk AU. If you can't be there on Sunday and you have a question or something that you want asked, leave us a note in um, Facebook or send me an email using my contact form. I will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a great weekend. Shut up and sit down. number one number two employee leave a message at the hey jamie it's me jamie this is your daily pep talk i know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group mad harmony but you will bounce back i mean you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the name your price tool it should be you giving me the pep talk now get out there hit that high note and take mad harmony all the way to nationals this year sorry it's pitchy Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations.